He said, Dr. Rhodes, would you stay and let me go over my business plan tomorrow? And I said, sure. And so I did that. And he finished. He said, what do you think? And I said, well, you know, I, I really think it's a good plan, but I do have a question. He said, what's your question? I said, you know, I don't see your wife and three little girls anywhere in your plan. Right. And, um, and I, I said, you know, if they're not part of your plan now, and they were like four, six, and eight, mm-hmm. I said, when they're 18, 20, and 22, you may not be part of their plan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kestra Out Loud, where we amplify the voices of financial advisors. I am Maria Bethel, and I'm here today with my stunningly amazing co-host, Mike Pedlow. Hi, everybody. I thought you were going to hit the applause button. Oh, sorry. That's Let's usually I... what we do for the CCO. Uh, no. no, that's not it. Okay. Oh, Can't well. even get the applause. There, there we, we go. go. <laughs> we need to prep better next time for that. Whoops. <laughs> we are so excited to have with us a very, very special and esteemed guest on the show today. That is Dr. John Rhodes. Thank you. We're so happy to have you here. Before we get started, we definitely want to uh, just take a brief moment and thank you for your service. You were awarded uh, a Medal of Valor for your service in Vietnam. A Bronze Star. Let's be specific. A Bronze Star. Thank you for um, clarifying. It really was an honor to go and blessed to come home. That's really it. Somebody asked me what was my first management job. It's a company command in Vietnam with 188 men. That's a, it was a learning experience. I'll bet it was. Yeah. Thank you. Thank so, you for your service. Thank you for your service. And we're honored um, for you to have you as a guest on today's show. So, Dr. Rhodes, you're an expert on teaching people how to be successful in business and in life. And you're using a program that actually centers around a scoring system called Life Score. You know, uh, you're correct, and um, the way this uh, has been developed really probably over the last 40 years. Um, when I got back from Vietnam and went into university work and started meeting with executives and and uh, doing some teaching and coaching, uh, as I talked to a lot of business owners and um, people that um, had some regrets, they didn't look at life totally and the purpose of it and, and how to live life in a balanced way. and uh, they would really have some regrets of some of the things that they had done over time. And so, anyway, that's how I came up with um, 10 different parts of what I call the life score system. So your time in Vietnam and what you experienced there really played a large part in the development of the life score system. Would you say that's accurate? It is accurate. Okay. And um, because you see individuals under those circumstances, it's... It's nothing like combat to see individuals and to see those right. that have suffered from decisions they had made earlier. Uh, and it involves the whole family. And then you'll find executives where um, they spent so much time building a business uh, that they realized that uh, there were some things about life more important than just business. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you think about um, that being late 60s, early 70s, right? I, Correct. And, and uh, you know, it seems like like life was so much simpler back then and that yeah. people had these core values. But the reality is people have struggled with this life balance since time Forever. began. Absolutely. Right. And it happens all the time. It changes, but it, um, it happens to all of us throughout life. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so um, we're going to cover four uh, out of the 10 okay. um, uh, vital elements in your life score system. Right. So um, if we can maybe kick off, can you just explain 
life score and, and how it helps achieve that balance that you're talking about? Well, you know, we are come from a society that if you can score it, we're going to score it. Right. You know, and, and well, you get on an airplane now and everybody's playing games. That's right. But they're looking at the score. Right. And what's my score? What's your score? What was my score last time? And so um, I determined that uh, when talking about the 10 parts of life that I discuss, um, Everybody would want to score it when how are you, you know, on a scale of one to ten, are you a ten, are you a five, right. or whatever. Did Plus, I win? Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> but it also gives people an opportunity to say, um, what would, how would I grade myself in this area? Uh, and are there ways in which I would like to improve? How might I do that? Um, and as we go through these, I think as we have different ages in life, uh, some of these ten things may be more important than others. Right. Um, you know, I, I never forgot meeting with an advisor, and uh, I had dinner the night before with his uh, wife and three little girls. And he said, Dr. Rose, would you stay and let me go over my business plan tomorrow? And I said, sure. And so I did that, and he finished. He said, what do you think? And I said, well, you know, I, I really think it's a good plan, but I do have a question. He said, what's your question? I said, you know, I don't see your wife and three little girls anywhere in your plan. Right. And, um, and I, I said, you know, if they're not part of your plan now, and they were like four, six, and eight, mm-hmm. I said, when they're 18, 20, and 22, you may not be part of their plan. This is such a great lesson, too, yeah. because we get into those kind of high-earning years. We're yeah. working hard. Yeah. We're doing it to provide for them, yeah, right? right. I, exactly. I fall into that same trap. Sure. I'm working hard. I'm, I'm doing everything for them. But then a couple of weeks go by, and I forgot to ask how you know things were going and really involved them in my life. So I read a sad story this week. I was uh, reading a book, and it was talking about executives that have been presidents of companies, et cetera, and one said, you know, there was a time when I was traveling a lot, spending a lot of time on the road building a company, and I called home, and my son answered, and, and you know, I get to talking to him, and he said, Dad, you know what day it is? And he said, I said, Thursday. He said, Dad, it's my birthday. Oh, oh my gosh. He said, you know, I'm telling Straight you Straight to what, the heart. It was. I mean, that is, it's, it even hurts to read that. Yeah. You know, but Dad understood that uh, he had not been given enough attention. Right. To things in life that were, I mean, he loved his son. Sure he did. Right. And he wanted best for his son. Sure he did. Yep. But uh, to let something like that pass, it hurt everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it carries through. I've had some, some uh, family issues I've dealt with recently. So I've spent a lot of time thinking about, am I spending enough time with my dad? Yeah, right? exactly. So not only my, my son, my daughter, but am I spending enough time with my dad in his later years? Well, that's very important. And one of the things I was working with a group last week up in North Carolina, and, and uh, we started a coaching program with them. And I have them say, you know, where would you like to be in 10 years? But I have them as part of their plan to go and write the ages of the people that are important to them. Right. How old will they be in 10 years? Mm-hmm. And then you know, they'll say, my Lord, Dad will be 85. That's right. So I don't know how long we might have Dad. Right. And, and so you are so correct that, that we need to look at those things. And uh, also we can have young children. They grow pretty fast. They sure do. And uh, change a great deal. And so spending time, and these are the types of things in the life score system that uh, I encourage people to think about. So speaking of important things, um, you actually ask the participant when they're filling out the life score plan to name and list out the top five most important things to them. Right. Have any of those answers that you've reviewed just taken you totally by surprise? Well, the way I do this, um, when I speak, I uh, always have a report card and I always have a three by five card. 
and I have them write uh, on that three by five card mm -hmm. uh, action I will take, trying to get them to take action. And on the flip side of that, I ask them to write down the five most important things about life to them. Right. And I'm, I'm amazed at the number of people that have never done that. They mm -hmm. literally, and I have some say, you know, I've been through undergraduate, graduate, et cetera. I've never, I've never written those down. Um, so getting them to address that begins to make them focus on, as I look at these 10 areas, what's really important. I did have a lady in North Carolina that came up to me and uh, the dog was listed right below her husband. <laughs> I, the dog I know was a lot important. of people like that. Yeah, right? I, yeah. I, I can name about yeah. 10 of them right off the top of uh, my head. Yeah. And I saw something recently in USA Today, which was amazing. And the question was, you know, they have the little factoid yeah. down in the bottom. And, and the question was this, how many of you show more affection towards your pet mm. than you do your spouse? Your spouse, right. 82%. You know what? We, wow. we actually have this conversation at home a lot. It's interesting you bring that up because uh, my my kids, right? Of course, we love, we have two dogs. We love our dogs. I love our dogs, right? Yeah. And But we have this conversation about, but at the end of the day, that dog that we love so much is not going to be more important than yeah. any human being in your no life. Way. Human beings win every time. Absolutely. Right. And dogs are important. I'm not trying yeah. to minimize that, but Absolutely. human beings have to win. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, um, but we have to be conscious of that. Right. That's exactly right. Because it's easy, because dogs sure. are always nice to you. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> True. What's the story? Lock, you, <laughs> Sometimes the kids, not yeah. so much, to be yeah, nice to you. Yeah, lock one of your dog in the trunk of the car and then open it and see which one's good to see you. That's right. <laughs> That's terrible. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely true. So one of the top 10 uh, categories that you have is, is uh, time management, right? Why, why is time management so important? And um, you realize that's the first of the 10 yeah. that I talk about. Mm -hmm. And yeah. people say, how do you start with time? And, and I do that because um, we all have the same amount. Uh, whatever group I'm speaking, like I'll talk about this tomorrow in the meeting here. And, and uh, so everybody in the room has the same amount of time. And we can get no more. And we don't know when uh, our time may be up. Right. So right. all of that goes into talking about time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when I got back from Vietnam, there was a fellow by the name of Mackenzie that wrote a lot on time management. And I read a lot of his books and looked at it. But, you know, um, I say the greatest challenge today in reference to time management is electronic devices. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, really, I, I've seen people come to a restaurant and I don't know why they came together. Yeah. I mean, you know, really, they don't yeah. speak. Um, we I'm, have to put a lot of effort when, when our family goes out to dinner. Yeah. I have to say to all of them, enough. Put yeah. all your phones away. Yeah. We're here to have <clears throat> share a meal together and spend time together. In fact, I have, uh, uh, with some groups, I'll tell them we're going to have some EFTs. They said, what's an EFT? Yeah. I said electronic free time. Oh, oh. nice. You, you know, give me your phone. That's, yeah. that's a mean, whole you, other definition yeah. of EFT. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But uh, you used to think I was going to beat them when I asked for their phone. Mm -hmm. and, but it is amazing how difficult it is uh, in reference to time. I had a, a person in the program, and uh, he said, Dr. Rose, listening to you speak, talk about time and talk about electronic free time. He said, um, you know, every Saturday morning I take my eight-year-old daughter to um, McDonald's for breakfast. Mm -hmm. He said, but listening to you, you know what? When I'm on the way to McDonald's, I'm on the phone. Right. And when I go into McDonald's and I order a Happy Meal, I come back, I'm returning emails. Right. Mm -hmm. And I said, let me ask you to do me a favor. I said, next Saturday when you drive into McDonald's, you say to your eight-year-old little girl, I'm going to leave my iPhone in the car. And he said, why would I do that? And I said, because I want her to understand that you can control electronics. 
And so he came back to the next coaching session. He said, you won't believe this. He said, I did that. When we drove into the parking lot before we got out, I said, I'm going to leave my iPhone in the car. Right. She said, really? She said, he said, I knew that she knew. Yeah. She wasn't the most important thing at breakfast. Yeah. He said, but when we order a happy meal today, we um, have great conversation. He said, it's changed our time together. And she knows she's important. I had a, a similar experience um, because I'm, so I have this rule. I think when we're in the car, it's the best opportunity for me to trap my children, right? They can't <laughs> yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. And, and so now it's time for dad to like teach us yeah. some things, right? Yeah. And uh, so no phones in the cars because they want to get in, put their headphones in. And, and you know, one of yeah. them likes rap. One of them likes country. You know, they want to do their own thing. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to talk, right? And so uh, we were at the restaurant and I was, we had just gone through this whole thing. I made him sit in the car and we talked. How was your day? Like just normal things, yeah. nothing monumental. It was great. I love those moments. We get to the restaurant and I said, okay, everyone keep your phones away. And, and my daughter said, well, your phone's out. And I was like, ooh. Called out. You know yeah. your daughter. Yeah. All right. Let me put that away. It's so easy. We're so used oh, to yeah. constantly having that in yeah. our, in our I hands. I did that sometime with our yeah. grandchildren in years past. I'll say, you know, let's set some parameters. When are we going to have some electronic free time? Mm-hmm. And they have said at times, why don't we do it at a meal? Mm-hmm. And uh, But they will say, Papa, mom's got a phone out. You know, dad's on the phone. Uh, Telling on him. Yeah, dad's texting. Uh And uh, it is. It's it's just amazing how that can just take over uh, from the conversation. Well, and interesting, uh, when we're talking about time management in this topic, like I always think of my phone as a time management tool. It means I can be home more because I can work from this little box, right? Yeah. But I'm not really home. Right. I'm, I'm on this little box. I'm That's still right. working. Yeah. So, so mentally you're checked right. out. And I think it can go into every type of relationship that we have in our lives. Right. You told the story of the eight year old girl. Mm-hmm. But I've also recognized in with some of my best friends and we go out to eat together. And I realize that they haven't looked up from their phone because right. they're posting on yeah. you know Instagram or whatever social platform or looking something up. And I'm like hey, are we at dinner together? And I'm guilty of it too. Right. I've done it too. And so I think that that story kind of, you know, works for any type of relationship in our lives, right? I think it does. And it. Um, how many times have we been meeting with someone and they're um, taking calls or they're mm-hmm. returning a text? You know you're not the most important thing in the room. Right. Right. You know, and it's tragic when that happens, mm-hmm. but it does sometimes. Right. But, that's right. I can't remember who it was at this time, um, but there was a show that I was watching not that long ago, and they were talking about why this one woman was so influential and everyone loved her. And they, one of the comments about her was, if you were in the room with her and there was a hundred other people around you, she had this uncanny way of making you feel like you were yeah. the only individual yeah. in right. the room. Yeah. She was locked into you yeah. at that moment, at that time, and nothing yeah. else mattered. Correct. And she made people feel so good just by doing that. So Absolutely. I feel like if we can do better with our time management, management, put down our devices for a yeah. few minutes, we can reconnect on a human level that we start missing a little bit when we're constantly on our time management right. tool, as you put it earlier. Right. So Yeah, and I love the way you're saying that because I think... Like if we make the people in our lives feel a little like special, right? Because right? yeah. they are special. If we Correct. make them feel special, Correct. right? That's really meaningful. That's what it. That's what it's about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, let's get into the second thing in the um, 
next category that you list is physical health. And physical health is interesting because it's one of the things that you kind of don't think about unless something's taken away from you in it, unless it's not there anymore. And then you're like, oh, I'm so grateful for my physical health. And so it's easy to forget how thankful you can be for your physical health. But tell us today why that falls into the life score system. Well, I I have it as the second part. And I say also um, that uh, good health, the value of which is seldom realized until it's gone. Right. And uh, how quick it can leave. And I, I many times will ask individuals in the group, how many have had a recent physical? And um, and I'll get them to raise their hand, and then I'll say, um, you know, um, how long did your physical last? And I said, if it lasted an hour, you know, keep your hand up. If it's two hours, and uh, normally by the end of two hours, nobody's got their hand up. No way. I said, uh, how many of you have heard of Dr. Ken Cooper? And Dr. Cooper is in Texas. He's in Dallas, and um, Dr. Cooper has had a company for about 45 years. His first book was aerobics. He coined that word. I said, if I go to um, Dallas and go to the Cooper Center, and I flew into Dallas tonight and I'd stay at the Cooper Lodge, my physical would start in the morning about 7, 7.15. And uh, I would see Dr. Cooper tomorrow afternoon about 2.15. The results of all the tests would be there. Wow. And then he would look at that and then tell me if he had some other things he wanted me to be tested on before I leave. But he's, he's correct in saying that early detection is the first start first step toward correction mm-hmm. right and uh and i think here again in the financial services area and financial advisors like we all work with um you know making people aware of their health and the importance of that and helping them to identify how to um, to get a regular physical and right. how important that is right. and um, to stay in good health it's really easy to overlook that aspect of oh, our lives um, and how busy we are we're trying to balance work family right health stuff can can wait i'm i'm actually a little bit fortunate in that I, I have diabetes and so I have to go to the doctor twice yeah. a year and so it yeah. sort of forced me into that yeah. and I've started teaching my kids out which is different than, than how I grew up but growing up I didn't go that yeah. often so but it is just critical because that controls pretty much everything if we're not in good health if you're not in good health exactly we can't right. be the person we'd like to be to our family That's we right. can't do the work that we would like to do and so trying to do what we can do uh, and there's so in, so much information out there uh, about um, eating nutritionally and what right. to eat and how to eat and exercising and all. And so if we can learn early on and, and begin to have that as part of our life, it can make a difference. You Absolutely. mentioned you had seven grandchildren, and I'd, I'd imagine that they keep you running hard, pretty hard, right? <laughs> Amen. Keep you young. So, you so if you want to them. spend time with them, you've got to focus on your health. <laughs> well, you do. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, um, you know, those are precious moments Absolutely. that you live to enjoy yeah. and, and live to enjoy you know, Gloria and I have been married 54 years, and and health to us is uh, so critical. And she's been on a cancer journey for about seven years now. And so, knowing what uh, how important good health is and right. how valuable that is to life. Right. So you have very firsthand experience in right. the physical aspect of this. Right. So that's awesome. So what about financial fitness? That's another important aspect here, right? And it, it seems like it's really hard to get people to open up to their own financial situation, right? It's almost like the taboo thing. No one yeah. wants to talk about you know, what they have, how they're accomplishing their goals, unless they're talking to a professional, right? So as you're talking to people 
and you're trying to help them along this path, how do you get them to open up about their financial fitness? Well, I encourage them to um, certainly work with a financial advisor and I to say to advisors, I, I think they have, that's the greatest job in the world. They have more information on their clients than anybody has. They do. They uh, love their clients. They want what's best for their clients. But I get them to focus on what I call head and the heart. And, and the head part of it is, you know, what are your investment goals? How much are you saving? Where are we going to invest your money? <clears throat> and the hard part is about um, what I call memory money investing. And people say, what is memory money investing? And I said, well, let me, let me tell you. I said, um, let's see, eight years ago, we took our two oldest granddaughters to New York, never been in New York. And they were like 13 and 15. And we flew into LaGuardia, got a stretch limo, took us to Times Square. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, checked into the Marriott. So fancy. <laughs> oh, yeah. With your Marriott points? Well, with my Marriott points. Ah. You're right. You're right on target. And went to the 9-11 Memorial, went to a Broadway play. Went nice. to. Um, What'd you see? Um, I think it was one in reference to one of the musicals. Okay. Uh, yep. It was a place that one of the grandchildren and granddaughters wanted to see. Very good. And uh, then uh, we went to Central Park, uh -huh. rode the carousel. Right. Mm -hmm. Went to Serendipities and ate ice cream. Went to Tiffany's, all four floors. Bought so I'm going a, to uh, New York with you yeah, next yeah. time. I'm just saying. Yeah. Bought something in a blue box. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I tell I'll the men, it. I said, you just can't buy the box. I tried that. You got to buy something, put it in. But I uh, got back to one of the coaching sessions. They said, well, Dr. Rose, I hope you took out a loan. I said, no. It was memory, money, investing. I said, today, with glorious condition, we couldn't go to New York. Mm -hmm. I said, do you think I'd rather have the money in the bank or the memory? Exactly. And I think advisors, uh, as we're working with the financial, that we have an opportunity to uh, stress to clients the importance of the hard part of it. Right. And uh, I had an advisor came back and he said, you know, I went back, had a lady that her husband died about six months ago, and that she um, wanted to take the family on a cruise. And some could go, some couldn't, some could afford it not. And I told her, I said, why don't you pay for all of it? Mm -hmm. And said, she said, could I do that? And I said, sure. said, she has plenty of money to do that. Mm -hmm. And she said, would you call my daughter and tell her? And I said, sure. And so I called her daughter and I said, you know, I talked to your mom and I know that some, you talking about going on a cruise, some could go, some couldn't. But everybody's going because mom's going to pay for everything. And she didn't say anything for six, eight seconds. And then she said, have you talked to mom? <laughs> and he said, yeah, talk to mom. She said, that lady came back to see me, and she had spent $30,000. Yeah. And she said to me, that's the best money I've ever spent. Absolutely. See, you can't awesome. go back and get those. That's right. No. And, and when you can get people in their life to, to be concerned financially mm -hmm. with uh, every day and with living, et cetera, but also to enjoy mm -hmm. things along the way, whether or not that's with a spouse or with a grandchild or with a friend, um, I had a lady came and said, you know, I've been debating whether or not to go see my sister. I'm going to go see her. That's memory money investing, and that's, that's important that I go see my sister. So uh, those things like that are critical, and that's the way I think we begin to get people to open up. Right. As you pointed out, more about their financial situation and doing it. It does become a little bit easier when you make it personal. Sure. Right? Absolutely. The, and it's, it's, so my wife taught me this early. We asked you, you know, what do, you, what do people fight about? Money, right? Yeah. It's a lot of money exactly. and kids, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, in the early years when we had no money and my wife was like, we have to make memories. We got to start doing that sure. now. And I was like, we got to make mortgage payment <laughs> and obviously you have to balance it but, yeah. but she taught me very early on you've got to take the time to figure out how to make those yeah. memories it's the really thing you important. need to learn to say to your wife is that's a good idea <laughs> that's what she says yeah. too yeah, yeah that's it that's funny right. how that worked out yeah 
I feel like I have a lot of bachelorette trips planned yeah. in 2020. Good. Can I put this and yeah. funnel it under the yeah. the, in the the money um, memory, money, memory investing. money investing? Yeah, I, yeah, I feel know, like I should do yeah, that. I want to report back in a year what you, what your memory money investing <laughs> there you go. has been. She'll have no memory of it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a good chance that could happen. I'm saying I am a Floridian, as are you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the next one we want to talk about is. One of my absolute favorites. Yes. Um, so I loved to save this for one of our last topics, but it's lifelong learning. Correct. Um, I consider myself a lifelong learner. I know Mike's a lifelong learner, and I just get so much joy out of it because I'm always like, "What's next? What's the new yeah. thing? Let's learn this skill. Let's yeah. let's keep uh, improving our improving our mind sure. and, and our knowledge and our capabilities and our skill sets." And to me, I just thrive on that. And um, so I'm curious from your aspect why you would include it in the life score system? Well, I think um, uh, we all need to continue to learn. Mm -hmm. And um, today, we talked about electronics to begin with and managing that. Yeah. B but can electronics be so great in learning? I mean, what can you call up on YouTube? And what can you- That's right. You yeah. call up presentations made? Are you, you know, doing uh, what we're doing today? Right. Yeah. And so you've got all these ways of learning. Um, one of the books I was reading coming out of here on the airplane um, was Defeating Dementia. And uh, I can't remember who gave me the book, but it's a good book. It's a good book. <laughs> you need you know? to read the next yeah, chapter, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> can't remember who gave me this. That's right. No, but that's just an example of uh, the information that's out right. there and how we can do it. And it's so, and I learn. I read a lot with my ears, but you can listen to things, um, you know, from a computer or what you bring up on YouTube or, you know, what's on disc and all those things. And um, I spoke recently at a church, and I had a lady came up to me. Uh, after and she said, you know, your conversation changed my life. She said, I can learn. I can continue to do that. I can use, she said, I'm 82 years old. She said, but all the things that I've learned, the way I could help people uh, mm -hmm. and what I bring to the table now, as well as what I continue to learn, she said, it's making a difference in my life. And, and you're so right that um, learning is exciting. Yeah. And uh, there's not a profession out there that is not different today than it was Oh, 100%. Ago. If you're not yeah. learning and growing, you're going, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. I that's right. That. But even outside of your career, just like what you're saying, you you in that part of your life and you're looking where you can you add value in sure. this world, well, that's probably going to take some learning exactly. for you to figure out how to do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and speaking of technology and helping you learn, I heard my son the other day doing his math homework and he's like, Alexa, what's 19 times 19? <laughs> and, you know, he's writing it down and yeah. I'm like, this is one way yeah. that they do math now that I did not have access did not to. Have that. I wasn't sure as a parent how to handle that moment. Be proud, um, maybe. Is it, is I was ingenuity? proud and like, yeah. maybe you should learn it without Alexa. I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, but we're really uh, happy that you were able to join us today. And Mike, um, we do want to throw in there one surprise question if you would ask yeah. um, Dr. Rhodes. Yeah, so, so you're... You know, what you do is you help people think about what, what are you doing, what are you building towards in retirement? What, what's in store for you? What, what, do you, what does retirement look like for you? What's your next question? <laughs> <laughs> so you're not retiring. <laughs> no, um, I asked my wife that. I told her that uh, there was going to be a surprise question, maybe. Um, and she said, well, I have a long list. <laughs> Should have called her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. No, um, I tell you, as long as the good Lord gives me health enough to go and uh, to be part of programs like this and to speak to people, um, and my prayer every time is, Lord, if you would let me to make a difference in the life of someone, 
um, and uh, go through the life score and get them to think about something, whether or not that's writing a love letter or whether or not that's doing something with the children or whether or not that's getting a physical. Um, anytime you can get people to concentrate on some of those things that maybe they hadn't thought about. Right. Right. And, and that they um, will take time. And I, and I tell them, I said, out of the 10, if you would take two. Right. Don't mm-hmm. become overwhelmed. Yeah. Take right. the two that you want to work on. And, and and use that and and so my retirement and and certainly I um, I'm blessed to be a you know 78 and still travel like I do mm-hmm. and do those things but um, you know I hope to do this for the foreseeable future will I change go to more technology instead of a fl- four-hour flight right you know to Phoenix I'll uh, maybe do some technology from the farm there you go and the other thing we have is the farm we have uh, oh nice 32 horses we have cattle we wow. have 32 um, a small number yeah small number <laughs> but uh, if you don't believe that will keep you busy um, oh, it and, will. Um, horses are a ton of work amen yeah, yeah. amen so <laughs> He's like, that's what I'm doing in retirement. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I haven't mucked a stall since Saturday. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's the thought process. Okay. But I'm, I'm excited about the future, too. That's awesome to hear. So if uh, any of our listeners want to know more about the Life Score system, how can they do that? How can they get that information? They can uh, contact me at john.rhodes at cnl.com. Okay. Um, and uh, I've got information there. I'd be glad to share it with them. Be glad to send them the life score test uh, if they would like. And um, I'd like any feedback that they have uh, of things that they are working on. And uh, I tell them, I said, you know, uh, you can uh, reach out to me. You can call me. You can uh, email me. And, and I really consider it an honor when a person gives me an opportunity to help them and for them to tell me their top five things, the things that they are working on. So... And you can do that successfully because you are really good at time management, right? Well, you're kind to say that. <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show today. That's a wrap. Uh, that's it. Thanks that's so it. Much. So thank you.